Welcome to the Unearthed Man Podcast, the journey of becoming a conscious man, hosted by Milva. Hey all, Milva here, and welcome to episode 6 of the Unearthed Man Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about the feeling of being lost, and where I am at this point in time, just trying to find out where I am in the new world that I'm actually operating in. And I'm hoping that there is a number of people out there who, being on a journey and starting to see where they're at with their lives, may be aligned to some of the things that I'm talking about today. One of the items that I want to kick off first with is um, to say thanks again for Sam Lewis. Uh, Sam, excellent for jumping on the podcast, episode five. I love the perspective that Sam brings to the table And one of the items that's that really strong with me at the back of that is the thought of putting value into something that's permanent. If you're going to spend some money, think about the permanency that comes out of that. Uh, Sam talked about a program that he's running on the 22nd of July, and honestly, I'm probably going to sign up to that because me investing in that program is something that's permanent for me in my life moving forward. So I'm looking forward to that. Over the next couple of weeks... Um, we've got Reggie Farmer. So as promised the week before, I delayed Reggie, but we're coming up. We've now done the second recording and we're going to do a part one and a part two with Reggie. And I just love the conversation and love having where Reggie's at and just talking about where he's come from, what he's doing and the knowledge he has around body movement and the complete alignment between mind, body, spirit, emotion and how we actually bring all that together so i'm super looking forward to getting those episodes at the door for your listening pleasure before i get into the episode the where you can find me uh, as always have a look on linkedin facebook and instagram if you just search for the unearthed man i'm also super excited at the moment because we're moving into what is week two of the unearthed man freedom program And I've got three absolutely beautiful, courageous men who have signed on. And so we're doing some work together over the next eight weeks, or it'll be six weeks post this this coming out. And we're heading on an amazing journey. And so I'm super excited about that. So once we get past that, I will probably look to run additional programs moving forward. So if anyone is interested in doing some bit of development work and a bit of coaching that's different to what you may actually be used to and is there to stretch you as to who you are then let me know Uh, men come on board for the ladies listening to this get your men on board because they will come back to you a completely different man and if you're in love with your man now hand him over to the freedom program and you'll be in love with him more than you've ever been in love before so that's a bit of the, the promo plug so i'm going to now kick into the episode so as i said at the start Today's episode is just revisiting where I'm at and the fact that I'm feeling, I think the best way to describe it is feeling lost. And when we think about that term lost, it means that we're we're not where we've come from and we're not where we're going to. We found ourselves in this position of the strange land. You know, you think about the movie with Tom Hanks, Castaway, you know, just lost in the middle of nowhere and and almost in this world of having to discover 
who you are and rediscover who you are. So as I've documented a few times or discussed in the podcast, I did an amazing two-day course, Unleash the Beast, up in Brisbane. And I came out of the back of that with this amazing amount of energy, this this whole freeing. It was the first time in my life where I felt that I had let go of all the pent-up emotions and the pent-up anger and the pent-up frustrations that I had. And as soon as you actually let that release out from your body and, and you see this heart space that you got, it becomes an amazing, incredible feeling. I often described it as when I looked down inside myself, I, I pro- probably to put some context, prior to that I was doing yoga. And the yoga instructor kept talking about, can you see this white light, you know, traveling from the base of your spine up into your brain and then back down again as you're going through the different breathing exercises. And this is before I'd done my course. And the reality is I couldn't, I could not see that light. Once I'd done the course, the light was there. Not only that, I could internally visualize what was this glowing yellow, orange, just energy ball that sat right behind my ribs. So if you think about if you're on CPR for someone, exactly where you'd be pushing in and out, just in that cavity for your ribs, it was just glowing, what felt like an infinite energy ball. And I fed off that and it was amazing. So I came back off that program and my life and my energy was up. I was, you know, that's where the inspiration for the unearthed man came from. I was able to look inside and tap into that enormous energy ball and just go, how good is this and how much energy I have and, you know, how much alignment do I have between my physical body and my emotional body and my spiritual body. And, and I just really loved being into that space. You know, on the back of that, I was getting up every morning. I was having a routine of having a greens drink, so this greens powder. Um, I was having a drink called Ningxia, which is it's like a red berry, but again, it's a it's a super powerful antioxidant. I was having B twelve. I was easily drinking three liters of water a day. I was doing a fifteen minute meditation practice. I was then doing a fifteen minute um, a chi ball, uh, med- yoga practice. And the chi ball was like this energy ball that was in, in my hands and, and I was playing with it and I was actually having it feeling running all through my body. And I was just super motiv- motivated. And you know, as I said, the energy levels were just extreme. And I was able to tap into that. What's sort of happened recently over time, you know, because you, when you come out of these programs, all that intrinsic motivation and all that's there what happens is that we end up in this this world as i said in between two worlds the world i knew before doing unleash and now this new world and this new energy and you know i was able to tap into it but like anything over a period of time that starts to wane and if you're not really constantly working into those practices you can start to slip slightly back into some of the old habits and recently up on you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, I did a short video, half a dozen minutes, and it was about self-honesty. And it was talking about where I actually was and it was talking about how, you know, all those practices had had disappeared from where I was, how I was now lethargic, tired, just 
when I, as soon as my head, as soon as I lay down in bed, I just feel like going to sleep, struggling in the morning, 6am, 7am to get out of bed, you know, no motivation for work, no motivation for just doing a lot of the other things. And I'd, I'd also found that when I tapped into that energy ball, the fun and love and enjoyment I had was immense. I was just so happy all the time. At the moment, I'm, I'm not there. I'm struggling to understand what does joy look like again and what does fun look like again. And, and so when I talk about being lost, it is that being in that little position where you're just not sure where you're at and where, where to go to. The other element for me is what's come out of finding who I am when I went through that exercise I actually found my voice. So that was one of the huge positives that I'm still holding on to. My voice is now is I do the videos every week. And I'm confident that if I disagree with posts or elements that are happening up on social media and, you know, God forbid, there's enough of those elements out there at the moment, given where we're at with, uh, you know, the coronavirus and lockdowns and so forth. And so it's easy to see things negatively and to get caught up into that space. What I'm attempting to do, though, from a voice point of view is not get caught in the fear and the hysteria and you know the negative attitudes and the personal attacks. What I'm looking to use my voice for now is for humanity's sake. And we've had two instances recently uh, here in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, one was there was a protest that was sanctioned by the government, signed off that we could actually go out in the streets and do it, and that was to support Black Lives Matter. And so I made a conscious choice to head out because I felt that the risk to others in relation to a safety point of view was lower than the damage that was being done to our Indigenous brothers and sisters, not only just here in Australia but globally. So I was very confident to go and walk out into that march and be involved because for me, that was my truth and humanity had to overcome whatever other fear and hysteria was being driven from others. Now, interestingly, there was a lot of feedback, uh, negative, not a lot of positive, but a lot of uh, different feedback that came out of that. Post that, there is still no evidence of any additional cases of the virus coming off the back of that, which is interesting because you had 30,000 people in a protest and yet uh, nothing came out the back of that and there is no evidence and funny enough now there is nothing in the media about it because obviously there's no story there. And so for, therefore the hysteria has died down. The second humanitarian piece that I've got involved in is we have a number of commission towers. So in Melbourne, they've done a, a brilliant job. Rather than putting everyone into the one area, um, you know, and trying to lock everyone down, they built, they spread all these commission towers all the way across Melbourne in all varying suburbs. In some areas, there's up to nine towers. And in one particular area, there is nine towers. The government forced everybody with about five hours notice into lockdown into their little apartments. Now, these aren't, apartment buildings that you have privately. These are very small, contained apartments. Now, these people, most of them struggle to speak English. Most of them are here trying to build a brand new life for them. 
And the reason why they're in the commission style housing is that they don't have the privilege or the affordability of the housing that sits here in Australia. So they're just trying to be humans doing the best they can with what's been given to them. Off the back of that, we locked them down. Three odd thousand people locked down into nine towers. And again, my voice was, that is inhumane. Because there is a privately owned apartment next door that was not locked down. Literally across the street. So if the virus spreads like the virus spreads, we should have locked down every apartment within that same area, but we didn't do it. And there was a decision to just lock down those nine. Interestingly, after mandatory forced testing of all those people who were scared, anxious, worried, lost contact with their family, didn't know what was going on, didn't have access to basic things, food in some cases, sanitary items in some cases, um, eight of the towers have come out as being completely safe. Again, by having a voice, there was condemnation of where I was coming from. The What's come out of the back of that is, interestingly, again, it's all gone quiet now. No one cares because there's nothing to see here. But there's no apologies. There's nothing coming out. So in this world of feeling lost, that's the challenge you actually have where if you stand up and you put out a voice for what I believe is true and right, and it's not about whether I was right or wrong, because the reality is if if those towers are all full of a virus and everyone was at risk, then yes, let's go down that path. But in the event that that wasn't the case, then we're in a situation where, you know, we just got to do what's right by people and not separate people and not put them into this, this space. But again, the challenge I have is with the hysteria that's going on around it and, and finding that voice is you end up being lost because family, friends who may not have the same voice or may not be as open to the fact that something could be wrong tend to head down a path and that puts you in a place where it makes it very challenging to operate out of. So that's the other thing that I, I'm really struggling with at the moment is that willingness to maintain my voice, willingness to continue to fight for what's right, for removing duality, removing separation, removing unequal treatment or unequal treatment. Um, one of the sayings that I love, and I think I've said this before, is there is nothing more unequal than the equal treatment of unequals. Now, in relation to that, where we have a whole lot of people who are scared and frightened and barely speak a language, to put them in a situation where they don't know what's going on is just inhumane, and we shouldn't actually be doing that. So that sort of has me sitting in this really strange space. So there's two elements that are probably happening with me at the moment. One is the sep, which I don't like feeling, but the feeling of separation between those people that, you know, friends, family, who are seeing me as being a bit adverse and a bit out there and having all these conspiracy theories, which interestingly, most of the conspiracy theories or what I like to prefer is alternate theories are actually coming true as opposed to the theories that they're operating with. And it's being able to maintain that inner strength and that inner self-purpose and that inner true belief that what I'm doing is right and it makes sense and I need to keep moving forward. 
Now, the reason why I'm struggling a bit is I'm a people pleaser. Sorry, I'm going to correct that. I used to be a people pleaser. I used to seek validation. I used to seek the love. And I used to do that by always aligning with everybody else because I always thought that was the right thing to do. I've moved beyond that now. But that's where the struggle of being lost is because once you move beyond what you've always known, and for me, I've always known that for 40-odd years of my life, that it is a, it's a strange world because I'm not in my old world and I'm now not in this new world. The building of the new relationships and the new friendships is coming and there are people out there, you know, a lot of people who are on this podcast who are now supporters in similar mindsets but also willing to challenge whether I'm still sitting in old beliefs and that's what I love about the group I'm in. We're all willing to sit there and challenge each other that even though we might have an alternate mindset, is that still the right mindset or is that still the right belief system or are we still holding on to a a wrong belief system and we'll continue to work through that. The other thing that is sitting heavily with me at the moment which is also causing me to be in a state of being lost is I still find myself falling back into a scarcity mindset of not having enough. And this stems back to my conditioning and to the belief system that I was brought up with. In, in the household that I was brought up with, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, we always had holidays. And, and when I spoke in my story, I spoke about the fact that we never went without. But that doesn't mean that the language wasn't about you know, not having enough money and, and not being good enough and, and not, not being able to achieve certain things. So... When you grow up with that that period, then it sits very heavy. I'm noticing that in in my children as well, that they also operate with a very much of a scarcity, negative mindset. And I know that's my conditioning that I've applied into them. So my task as a parent is to let them know where I'm at now and and help them work through that. A lot of my scarcity mindsets around money, um, I'm a very extremely well-paid contractor. I'm also, and I'm not going to say fortunate or lucky, but I'm also in a position where through this process I'm still employed and I'm in a position to maintain employment you know, for at least another 12 months on a basis I continue to perform. And I've deserved that right to be employed because I know I am good at what I do and I deliver solutions. But that doesn't take away from the fact of the scarcity mindset, the you know, the struggling on the money side and, and, and where I'm at. But all that struggle is because I've just never managed it. I've never taken ownership or accountability for my financial position. I've refused to do budgets. I've refused to step into that space. I've refused to make the hard decisions. And in particular with my family, I've struggled to say no to them when they've sought clothing, uh, handouts, Um, offers extra cash to support them here or there. And so I know I'm a victim of my own circumstance and I know that's my own accountability I need to take care of. Uh, I wonder how many of you out there are in this similar position where we feel that if we say no to our loved ones, that something bad's going to come out of it or they're not going to love us anymore. And I think that's where it deep down comes from, that the fear that maybe they don't love me if I say, no, you can't go and buy that. $200 jacket or so, so be. So for me, that's where I'm currently seeing the moment. Um, And so that's an awareness. And I I think 
that's the key thing about all this is I'm consciously aware of my mindset. I'm consciously aware of where I'm at. I know I'm caught between old belief system, old thinking, old approach. I still have a lot of belief systems that I know I need to work through. For example, the scarcity mindset, that is something that I need to work through, which is why I'm interested in doing Sam's course because Sam has an absolute abundant mindset and he operates that way and it's been hugely beneficial for him. And for me to move forward, that's a mindset that I really want to move towards and I need to work that and do that in my practice. From where I'm at, I'm starting to also move away and learn to be less externalizing less seeking everything external and, and start to re-internalize again. I'm, I'm aware that there are all the practices I've dropped, no one's taken them away from me except myself. No one's removed them from me. No one's taken away my ability to go and do that. I can do every one of those practices and I'm in control of reinstating those practices. So until a point I've started that. So this week, well, in fact, two weeks ago, I... Working from home, I've been wearing tracksuit pants and been, you know, what I would call very lazy. So I've now started to actually put on at least shoes, jeans and button-up tops to actually start to get my mindset moving forward and that's helped. Started to reintroduce a lot more fruit, uh, a lot more of my dried fruits and nuts that I eat. I'm I'm plant-based, so I do uh enjoy actually getting that really raw rich nutrition into my body which i've let slip and i know that if you're not getting the right fuel into your system that you know that's where the tiredness fatigue comes in i've reintroduced my greens i've reintroduced the my, my red juice my ninxia um, i've reintroduced my b12 and the next step for me is to reintroduce getting back to that three liters of water because you know our bodies are 70 percent fluid and if we're not pumping all that water into us then you know, that does result in us being feeling uh, burnt out, fatigued, lethargic, not being able to sleep well. So I'm looking to bring that back in. What am I also looking to bring back in now? I, I've seen a lot of it and one of the items that my body, I struggle with the cold. I definitely struggle with the cold, but a practice I'm actually going to bring in and I'm going to commit that into my workshop program with my team that I'm working with. So the three beautiful men, I'm also going to uh, read out my advice and that'll be for every day moving forward uh, as of Monday so this would be come out Thursday so as of Monday this week I would have started having a cold shower I'll work my way through probably from a 10 second under the cold water to get to a point where I'm doing two minutes under a cold shower just to re-trigger my whole body re-trigger my whole immune system uh, my metabolism uh, waking my whole body up in the morning I'm committing to getting up early again I'm committing to doing my meditation practice my yoga practice and also to start to in relation to the unearthed man in Instagram Facebook and LinkedIn you'll start to see more photos you'll start to see more positive messaging starting to come out the door and you'll see less of me probably being argumentative into those social media channels. So I'm really going to drive my own positivity, my own energy. From a scarcity mindset point of view, as I said, I'm going to sign up to do Sam's course. So that'll assist me in, in moving to a more of abundant mindset. But I'm also would have sat down by now and, and done a, a complete budget. I'm going back old school. 
back into spreadsheets and and numbers and and recrunching things. So that's the whole thing about where I'm at. As I said, it's a recognition that I've become lost. And 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 the thing about that is that that's just where I am. And I think a lot of us are in that space. So so don't fight it. This is the whole thing about it. I'm not fighting it. I've recognized it. I'm aware of it. I know that I have full control over what I can do about it and how I'm going to actually go about rebuilding that energy ball, rebuilding the internalization and rebuilding myself and being comfortable moving back into this edge of fear where I'm not sure what the new world looks like but I'm really keen to step on that edge of fear and start to discover what this new world is for me, what it looks like for me. Stop fearing or holding on to the old world because most of that is just my ego saying I know what that world looks like and it's me being able to actually take control and move forward. I'll continue to know my own truth so any items I do put out there will be more from a humanity perspective. You know, I can't control what the media or other people do or don't decide to put up as posts in relation to any current situation. I could resist it, but resistance creates pain in some situations and it's negative pain. I can accept where we're currently at and I can just, again, go back and start to control how I go about doing that. One of the items that I have in my creed that I read out as part of my story is I have clarity of mind and body. They are in harmony. And that's the part of the creed that I'm about to reattach myself back into. I'm about to revisit the clarity of my mind and the clarity of my body. I'm also going to add into that the clarity of my spirituality and the clarity of my emotional state. And I'm going to bring them all together into harmony. And I'm going to actually move forward in how I operate and start to bring this, re-bring love back into the world, re-bring compassion, love, positivity, and just this beautiful new messaging into the world to help people see that we can, even with adverse circumstances around us, continue to operate not in a bubble, but in a very conscious state about how we're controlling how we operate as individuals. So I think I'm going to end on that note today. So thank you very much for listening in to episode six about being lost. As you get a feel for, I've been very, and always will be, very open and honest about where I'm operating I'm hoping that this triggers a message with some people out there and they go, yeah, I'm in the same space. So thank you very much again for supporting and listening into the Unearthed Man podcast. Stay tuned for what will be episodes seven and eight, which will be Reggie Farmer. Uh, I think you'll get an immense amount of value out of listening on Reggie. So for me, the Unearthed Man, I'm sending you much love and peace. And you take care.